You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Basketball has officially entered the second half of the season. This is the time for teams to prove if they are contenders or pretenders. And DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports, is giving new players a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Get in on the action now to claim your free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes when using promo code THPN during sign-up. Playing daily fantasy basketball is simple. Just pick your lineup, stay under the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. With DraftKings, payday comes every day for players. So what are you waiting for? Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN during sign-up. This week, DraftKings is putting you in the action with free shots at millions of dollars in total prizes. That's promo code THPN, and you can get a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Hello and good day, San Jose, and welcome to the Stick Hungry Podcast, your home of the San Jose Sharks on the Hockey Podcast Network. My name is Dylan Kayser, and I'm joined in studio by producer T. We also have Nick Floor in the line. Nick, how you doing today? Doing pretty good. Allergies are kind of fucking with me the last couple of weeks, so my stuffiness has kind of been in and out, but I'm doing well. But hey, you still have nice weather, right? Yeah, that's true. Doing better than the Sharks. It's it's a hard life. And I mean, uh, I don't know if it was last week or the week before, but me and T were going off how the weather was beautiful here. And right now I'm looking out the window. It is like, what, seven degrees and raining. So we got brought back to Earth. a whole like two, three days. Yeah, it's uh, in Canada. We call that Fool's uh, Fool Spring. Yeah, Fool Spring. Fool Spring. Oh, okay. Now we're we're back into second winter. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) It's a tough go. We got some hail this last week that surprised the shit out of us. So I got fucking dumped on because I didn't bring an umbrella or like a hooded jacket. So I just got dumped on. Because there's like a five minute walk from my actual office to where my car is and just got dumped on. So that was nice. Well, T, you got dumped on by uh, a certain bird. I did. A certain pigeon. Yeah. yeah so. I don't know if anyone's seen that video yet. Actually, well, you know what? I I think we're we're <laughs> actually going oh, we're, we're we to play it in this live stream. We got to. We got to. It's, it's it's just amazing. We're not going to play the whole thing, but we're going to play the last half where you really you know, it really comes together there. Um, uh, we he really starts to torment my life. Yeah, and we actually have uh, the star of the movie, producer Pigeon, here in the, the studio today. Uh, the one and only. And actually, he's chiming in on Twitter. Uh, saying, T, do you want to drink? I mean, I don't know if I should trust it, but you never say no to the pigeon. Never you know? say no to the pigeon. Never oh, I, no I, I'm pigeon. seeing some movement right now, folks. <laughs> I think the pigeon is going to get him he's a drink. He's flapping his wings. He's, he's stretching them out a bit, you know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't worry, though. We are going to talk about San Jose Sharks uh, in this podcast. We're going to break down the two games against the St. Louis Blues, which, uh, you know, not a great outcome for this team. We also got a voicemail actually talking about the Patrick Marlowe penalty. Uh, that we saw 
in the second game, the the uh, face-off infraction. <laughs> uh, yeah, for the folks listening on the podcast, producer Pigeon just came by, dumped a, big a whole brown big bag. brown bag full of beer. Like it's it's next level stuff. A lot of beer. A lot of beer there. A lot of beer. Uh, let's give a shout out to our Twitter handles before we move on. You can follow myself at dyl underscore thpn. You can follow the show the at stick hungry pod. You can follow producer T at. At producer underscore T-E-E. And you can find <laughs> Nick Floor at... At Nick Floor underscore. Uh, give Kyle a shout out too. Yeah, you can find him at... Well, shit, I don't even remember. Is it McLaren underscore K? Is that that's, what it is? <laughs> that's exactly what it is. Um, Direct, that look, sounded exactly like him. Uh, your boy SV, I'm eating seaweed now. Delicious. No disgusting. <laughs> um, I understand the Correct. whole seaweed is an integral part to making sushi, but when you're just eating those flakes of seaweed on their own, disgusting. No time for it. Yeah, no, I'm not a big seaweed flake. Not a big seaweed guy. No, no. and then well, Nick? no, sushi's fine. But like you said, on its own, well, I tried it here on the podcast, and it went directly into the garbage afterwards. Yes, so. there you go. Yeah. There you go. Let's let's get into some actual hockey talk here. This this is a hockey podcast. Uh, you should probably crack your beer. Yeah, there you go. The way the sharks have been playing, I'm I'm surprised you haven't already. So <laughs> yeah, I just cry into my beer. Yeah, well, and that's why we brought up the pigeon video. We've been delaying things because yeah, we got uh, two two losses against the St. Louis Blues um, over the weekend. Not a great outcome for this team in the first game. I mean, we got uh, we got a point. We got the loser point, losing in the shootout, which is unfortunate because uh, Martin Jones had a great game, and we haven't said that a lot this season. But I feel like he was the reason we stayed in that game. So yeah, easily. And um, so, <laughs> boys, reverse retros. I, I got to bring this up. We're zero and four now. We're in the reverse retros. What 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 do you think? Should we just like should just, we ban I, them? I think Banish we ban them. them. Yeah. Sure. They're not. They're not. They're nice, but they're not nice enough to warrant this this losing streak on them. Just not. Just get rid of them. Here's the thing. I love the reverse retros. At least you know when they first released them, when we saw the pictures and everything. But on TV, Ugh. I don't love them as much. Yeah. I really don't. And too- I'm, I think it's probably worse for the players too. Like you're you're trying to make passes with one another. I don't know. It's just I can't. I can't even tell who's on the. I got to use like strides of the players to try to figure out okay he's a left-handed shot Big stride guy <laughs> you gotta like try to figure out oh there's two lefties on the defense guy. so i know that's vlasic or shimmick i don't know who the fuck it is because the jersey combined with the camera angle at sap just makes it like very difficult to watch the game more intently so you do you think it genuinely has no uh, uh, an effect on the guys then that they can I mean, fuck like, it could they've lost every game in them you know yeah there you go oh so. Now we're on to something, boys. That yeah, well, I think we are. Yeah. I mean, I, like I've been, I've been praising these jerseys the whole time, but like I said, just on TV, yeah. it doesn't look that good. There's too much of that dark gray, yeah. and it kind of overpowers everything else on that jersey. So. Guy makes a pass to Timo Meyer. Oh shit! Wait, no, that's Sorensen. Fuck! <laughs> he missed <laughs> a wide open net. Yeah, exactly. Uh, um, Ryan Donato had a great goal uh, this game. It's nice to see him back in the score sheet. He was doing well, you know, in the in the first part of the season. He's kind of fallen off the last ten or so games. Um, so yeah, nice to see him back in the score sheet. Yeah. What was that, Nick? Twenty games. He was scoreless through twenty games. Scoreless after, through twenty games. Twenty games. Wow. Yeah. Well, after. Uh, it, that broke like a 20 game scoreless streak for him. That's why well, I saw him go from season, like, like second line to third line to fourth line. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I mean, he, he gets a goal. Um, you know, this, the sharks team though, we didn't produce much offensively. 
the shots that we did have, and it's one thing I noticed throughout this game, we made it way too easy for Jordan Bennington to make saves this game. There's no traffic in front of the net. Every single shot, he had clear vision on it for 10 to 20 feet, every single shot. And you're not going to score any goals on NHL goaltenders when that's your offense. So that's something we need especially, to do. You know, especially when you don't have that superstar factor. You know, we don't have any superstar factor really on the Sharks who can get creative. So we need those lucky bounce goals. We need those clogging the lane kind of goals, right? You well, know, we even don't have a Connor McDavid, Austin Matthews, anything like that really. Right? Well, what's the point of getting the puck to the point to Brent Burns? He loads up, has a slap shot, and there's no one screening the goalie. Yeah. Well, what's the point? Because it's he's just, gonna stop it every time, every exactly. single time. That's what I mean. That that to Bennington is practice, like that all day long. We talk about practice. We talk about practice, boys. <laughs> practice. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, we, we need more traffic in front of the net at the end it, of the day. Look at the goals that St. Louis scored. Like the very first goals from both games were the opposite of how the Sharks had to score. Like the first goal, Clifford throws it off of someone's fucking kneecap behind <laughs> Jones, right? And then they go to a shootout and they lose. And then the the first goal in the, the second game when Dudnik started, the puck bounces off a couture stick and then it bounces off of Carlson's knee and goes into the net. It's like fuck, can't buy a bounce. I know we well, yeah, the sharks we, the only way the shark scores if like Gambrell's left wide the fuck open in like a, a the high slot and he can pick his corner, or if Marcus Sorensen has a wide open four by six and just absolutely misses. So yeah, no puck luck for this team. Um, but like I said, Martin Jones played really well this game, and it's it sucks again. You know, we got a great performance from our goaltenders, and then yeah. we just can't show up on the score sheet. You know what? That's what this is a worrying thing to me is that we actually are getting some performances now bo- from both goalies. We've had a couple of good games from both of them, and we still don't get the win in both mm-hmm. in both times. Yeah. So it really, you, you know, we've we've been harping on how you know goaltending is one of our biggest issues. It, it has to be fixed. Well, maybe it's not the biggest issue. Maybe, you know, it, it feels like if we, even when we're getting goaltending and we're losing these games, there's something else that maybe needs to be addressed, at, maybe at a higher rate. I didn't even really know. No, I agree. You know, I mean, I think like the first thing you think when you look at this team, it's just automatic. Okay, goaltending yeah. is the reason this team's not good. But when we are getting good goaltending, there's obviously other parts of this team that aren't aren't performing well. Exactly. Because we're not getting the wins. The uh, only player making more than $5 million in game one that got on the score sheet was hurdle. And it was a secondary assist yeah. on the Donato goal. Yeah. So that's a lot of fucking money, not doing a whole lot of anything. Yep, it is. And yeah. you see that throughout the entire roster. Um, something else I wanted to note from this first game was the, uh, the face-offs, mm. the blues won 42 face-offs. We won 26. That's not good. That's 62% I mean, to 38. That's not even close to good enough. No. I mean, the amount of chances you give the Blues just on that alone is you, you know, you're always, you're fighting an uphill battle the whole game if you're going to be given losing that many face-offs. It's, it's just a drain on everyone. And so. I mean, they have great centers. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. They have great centers, but you want to at least be in the 50s. Yeah. Like, if you're going to lose the face-off game, at least, you know, be in you know, be at the 45 to 50%. 62 62 to 26 is brutal. It's brutal. That's brutal. Yeah. So I think both Hurdle and Couture at one point were in the 20s and Gambrell was at like 6%. So ouch. Ouch. When you're when your top top three, I put it in air quotes, centers are combining for 50%. That's not good. Yeah. 
I mean, faceoffs is a running theme in, in these two uh, games, though, eh? We've got a... Yeah, we, I mean, we did a, we'll touch we on fared it a, a bit, bit better but... in the in the second game in the in the faceoff draw, but... Uh... Still big, big, big decision on the penalty on Marlowe, though. I guess we'll get into that yeah. into the second game. Yeah, well, let, let's let's dive right into, into the it? second okay. game. So, you know, in the first period, that Gambrell goal, you, you touched on it a bit, Nick, before. Beautiful setup for Brent Burns. Uh, mm. That was that was good to see. I mean, it was a scrambly goal. Don't yeah. get me wrong, but like you said, we're going to need those kinds of goals uh, to even get on the scoreboard. So that was nice to see Gambrell getting another goal. Um, and then, like you said, unlucky bounces. Blue shot goes off Eric Carlson's knee right into the net. Nothing uh, Dubinik can do, which uh, Dubinik was playing in net this game. Uh, the We actually had a goal called back. The Blue scored one. It was going to be 3-1. It was called back. Did you guys notice the dramatic pause from the ref on this one? It was like a solid 10-second pause to announce the goal. I, I think it was a little too much. I'm <laughs> I think all it about- was Wes McCauley, no? Like, that's, what th- he's na- that's what he's known for. I don't think it was him, though. I don't know. <laughs> I, th- I think it was someone else. And then I looked at all the YouTube comments. They're like, if this isn't Wes McCauley, then you should just get on with it. <laughs> so, like, Especially with no fans in the arena. Man. Who's yeah. ha- hyping it up for you? Know? Yeah, I, I should have so. had it up here. I sh- we should have watched it. But yeah, it was, I thought that was pretty funny. Um, Thomas Hurdle uh, with, with a nice goal mm-hmm. in the second period. Nice feed from uh, Meyer. And then the third period, well, we're going to touch on it now. That uh, Patrick yeah. Marlowe penalty, <laughs> the face-off infraction, is what they're is what they're calling it. Yeah, I didn't see an infraction. We to be watched quite it honest. quite a few times I, over, and we we still can't find the infraction. But I I couldn't. I put on like reading glasses. I was on different camera angles. You know, <laughs> I called my guys down in San Jose. I was like, I need every angle. They send it, <laughs> it to my phone. I'm looking. I'm zooming in. I'm like enhance. Enhance. I see nothing. Like what the fuck was that? It was bush yeah. league. It was like, I mean, maybe Marlo third, said like it's a penalty as well. So many bad decisions when it comes to that one. Well, goal. and it it's is- like at this point of the game, it's a two-two game. You're in the third period. Exactly. Is that really a call you need to make? Exactly. And the refs were under heavy criticism this entire series, especially the second game. I mean, there was a Donato cross check. There was a Donato slash in the back of his legs. I think it was by Tory Crew. Like we're talking a full fledged like he's ready to chop down this fucking tree. He's got two hands on the stick and just Ka-ka! the ref's just like I didn't see it. Yeah. So I don't know. It was just. I feel like it's been a running theme for a little while. Two years. With the Sharks team. Well, two years. Yeah. yeah I guess you can <laughs> see years. that. But at least the last three four weeks, there's been some games where you kind of feel like the refs controlled the outcome of the game, and that's. Yeah. You don't want to see you that. Never, you never want that outcome, right? Yeah. You never want the refs to have that much influence on the yeah. result of any game. And then not, afterwards, uh, go go ahead, Nick. I was say not saying that the Sharks didn't absolutely just suck because they had their chances and they couldn't put them away. I mean, that Sorensen, what should have been a goal for Marcus Sorensen that didn't become a goal was obviously a huge momentum swing. But, like, I don't know. I, I, I just don't like it when the referees have that much of a hold on a on a game. Like you said, especially late in the third, games tied two to two. There's chances going each way. Like, be consistent. Don't not call a slash on the back of the legs and then call a, like a penalty that I've never seen in my entire life. So, yeah, and the team absolutely fell apart after that because O'Reilly puts in a power play goal right afterwards. And the team just goes downhill, like we've seen so many times in the third period with the Sharks yeah. team. Um, and it, the, the game was over. I mean, we, we weren't going to come back after that. Complete momentum yep. killer. 
Yeah, they're tilted, tilted like a motherfucker. Like, and I, and I don't blame him. Boogner was just screaming he at was, him from the he bench. Was livid. Oh yeah, he was he irate. Was livid. Yeah. Dubnik called it Mickey Mouse, and like that's a shame because Mickey Mouse is a very respectable character in the cartoon <laughs> world. So, and like, it's just like give some respect to Patrick Marlowe. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I think at Sharkstat <laughs> said that was like his fourteen thousand seven hundred and twenty-first draw, something along those lines. Those numbers, <laughs> and like it was the first time he's ever been actually called for that. I was like, are you that's fucking insane. kidding me? Unbelievable. That, that is Unbelievable. insane. And actually, you know what? While we're talking about this, yeah. we did get a voicemail um, talking about this penalty from uh, Patrick Marlowe. Uh, this one's not to Cuevas this week. Actually. Not to Cuevas. This Cuevas. one is coming from uh, Denewer Bloom. And I actually had to contact the guy. I was like, listen, man, if I have to read your name on the live stream, I'm going to screw it up. I think so you go to out of respect on, to man. you. Bang let's, uh, yeah. And, and I, think, I think I nailed it, yeah, right? You nailed yeah. it. I think yeah. he's going to be pretty happy with that. So we're going to play his voicemail here. I get the penalty. I know it's an automatic call, kind of like delay of game, and there isn't a ton of discretion that the linesmen or referees can use on a face-off violation, but I would also really, really like for the officials to explain what exactly the face-off violation was because I saw Marlowe put the stick down um, before the puck was dropped. He was in the offensive zone. He went after the Blues player. I'm not sure what he did incorrectly to earn that call. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I, I pretty much agree exactly with that Literally, call. Yeah. Um, the only thing I, I mean, saw was like he put the stick down, like just just like a tap, right? Because there's I don't know exactly what it is. I think the the Sharks have to put their stick down second because they're the home team or they're in the offensive zone. I don't right. know. It's yeah. it's leaving me right now. So the Blues player puts his stick down and holds it down. Marlowe just taps it and then lifts it back up because he's on his strong side because he's a lefty. They're on the right-hand faceoff dot in the offensive zone. So it just taps on the ground, and then he lifts it back up, and then the referee drops it, and Marlowe just goes balls deep and just fucking ah, right, and gets the gets the puck back because he had all the momentum coming down. It's like he was upset that he didn't leave his stick down, and then instead of just kicking Marlowe out or redoing the faceoff, he calls a penalty. And like like he said, I would really like an explanation because it doesn't make any fucking sense. I, I mean, the penalty is inevitable because of the, that's just kind of the rules of how it works with the infraction. But I, I completely get you. You would like some kind of explanation. Where's the infraction, right? Here's the thing: if it's a a blatant, obvious infraction, yeah. all right, I can understand. You make you make that call. It sucks. It's in the third period, but man, that was so borderline. How many times have we seen a exactly. face off that exact face off draw, exactly. and it's not getting called? And, and the and the ref knows it's going to lead to a penalty. So you, I, you know, you you have to be situational as a ref. Yes, you can follow the rule book, you know, by the every by the letter, right? But, but they haven't end, been the whole game. Yeah, exactly. And at the end of the day, this is in the third period. It's a 2-2 game. You know, it's not a clear. There's no clear and obvious infraction if we're here talking about it like we are. And we're not the only ones talking about it, right? So there's obviously not clear and obvious. So I don't understand how he go, goes ahead and makes that call. Um, I don't know. I, I think really don't. I mean, the officiating has been up and down this whole season, I think, really, uh, throughout the league. But, I mean, everyone's dealing with... Uh, with the shortened schedule, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's taking a toll on them as well, right? Maybe. The Sharks' schedule is brutal because they have Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday back to back. Monday, Wednesday, Friday. It's been like three or yeah. it's going on four yeah. weeks in a row now that that's that's the exact schedule, and it's just 
brutal on the players. Yeah. And, and back to officiating, like Curtis Gabriel got a fucking game misconduct in game one, I think, for saying something from the bench. So I don't know. I just really, really despised how the officials went about the last two games. Like, no, the Sharks didn't do anything to win the game because of all the turnovers and bad passes and failed opportunities. You know, like you said, not getting anyone in front of Bennington and not really challenging Huso all that much in game two. Um, but I don't know, man. I just really disliked how the officials called the game, not using it as an excuse for the loss because the Sharks, they just lost. But, like, you just want to see some consistency, and I'm not seeing it. Well, we have two games coming up against the LA Kings, so hopefully yep. uh, things can turn around for the team. I mean, I said it about the the Blue Series. I hope that we at least just go one and one with them. Yeah, I mean that's uh, honestly of any kind of a little series here, you just hope that we split it. Well, point. you'd hope against a team like the Kings that we could pull off, let's say a win and an overtime loss, come out with three or four points. Yeah, three out of four. So I, I think that would be a win for us. I know Kyle won't put too much into these games because. You know, the Ducks and the Kings, he doesn't really count those as games. Uh, but I think it would be a good, uh, hopefully, a turning turning point for this team. Well, I thought that just prior to this series with the St. Louis Blues that we were kind of at a turning point because we're on a three-game win streak. Yeah. And that's that's the highest streak we've had all, the streak we've had all year, three games. It feels like for the last two years. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, that it, this was maybe the time that they could have bounced. And, you know, even if they lost one of those, they win one of them, it doesn't look too bad, right? Four and one in the past, you know, five games. But yeah. It feels like we took a backward step in those two games. So it'll be interesting to see what, what happens in these next two. And it's funny because we almost took a step back everywhere but goaltending. Goaltending is yeah. almost no, taking a step so forward, yeah. which was unexpected from this team. Yeah. So you know what? In in that kind of sense, then maybe you just got to hope if the goaltending can kind of stick around for a bit and maybe the rest of the team get their sticks out their asses a bit and we might get a couple wins here. Sticks on the out truck. the ass and on the ice, boys. <laughs> exactly. That's what we want to see here. <laughs> out the ass and on the ice. <laughs> I feel like an old time, you know, Western Canadian coach and the juniors has probably said oh, that. Hundreds of came point. in, came in in between periods. Get him out your ass and on the ice, boys. Oh yeah, hundred percent. When you say it like that, it's like yeah. That was probably said last week somewhere. <laughs> 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 All right, boys. Well, I think that's enough talking about the San Jose Sharks games yeah, because, yeah, and, you know, you don't even go there. Um, <laughs> I think uh, this is a good time for the NHL draft lottery simulator. What, what do you guys yeah, think? I think it's perfect. I think it's perfect Stand time. It. All right, let's uh, let's get right into it. All right, we're gonna bring it up on the screen here. Tankathon.com slash NHL. We were doing two draws each, right? That was kind of how we'd been we'll running. Two with draws week, each. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, and then, you know what? I, T, I was just thinking back to last year when we did this. I think we did two or three each, and then we did one for the fans. Yes, And the fans did. always beat us yes, out. Yes, we did. You're right. So we, we might do that as well. We'll have to maybe throw one for the fans. All right. Here we go. Uh, the San Jose Sharks are in slot number seven. Uh, with a 20% chance of going into the top three and a 6.5% chance of getting first overall. Slowly we were at nine there. last week, so we're uh, we're climbing yeah. the ladder, boys. Let's go. The tank <laughs> is what, on. That's what happened last year, and it was just so depressing that it was with uh, Ottawa. It was so at least pick. now that we get to root for the Sharks to go up. Yeah. All right, so how should we do it? Should I go first Yeah, again? you go first. All right, drum time, roll, yeah. please. All right, folks, here we go. What the? Yeah, yeah. All right, so oh, the hey, San Jose hey, Sharks. 
Sorry, sorry. I was excited. I saw we moved up four spots. Oh, what am I doing wrong here, boys? I was just thinking uh, of all San Jose Sharks move up four spots to the third overall Ooh. pick. Detroit moving up four spots as well to the first overall pick. And Ottawa stays put at second overall. That was a great draw for us. Yeah, great draw. I'll go once more. Drum roll, please. And we don't move. The San Jose Sharks stay at number seven. Buffalo with the first overall pick. They need it. Uh, Detroit moving up three spots to number two. And Ottawa moving down one spot to number three. Detroit probably deserves some luck when it comes to the draft, too. They deserve some luck, but, I mean, have you you seen Buffalo? Yeah, no, I mean, I know. I mean, I see it right there. Streak lost 13 in a row. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. That's that's embracing the tank right there. All right. Embracing the tank. T, you need to go. Here we Producer go. Here we go. Pick. Oh, wow. This is an interesting Damn. One. So the C- Seattle moves up. I can't see two places. Vancouver moves up 11 places to take the number two pick. And the New Jersey Devil moves up to third, which pushes the San Jose Sharks down two spots to the ninth. To the ninth spot. Wow. Mm-hmm. Seattle, Vancouver, top two picks. That would be a hell of a, hell of a draft. We've had good luck, like Nick said uh, last episode. We've had good luck with that ninth overall pick in the past. So Maybe it's our lucky number nine. That's our lucky yeah. number. All I'm right, interested, really quick. Well, you guys are a couple of Vancouver boys. Who do you think Vancouver selects at second overall. Here's the thing: we haven't even position wise. About it. Position wise, you can even like forward defenseman. This this team needs a young defenseman. That's well, isn't what. Isn't that what Quinn Hughes is supposed to be? He's one guy though. Yeah. What, so what you are think the other- if Owen Powers right there mm-hmm. or Luke Hughes, you're getting either one of those? You think you can go Hughes on Hughes? That would be on. That would be real. incredible. Wow. If the, so, you would go you from the Sedin twins, twins and then the Hughes brothers. <laughs> wow, that would be yeah. incredible. And I hear there's some good um, plastic surgeons in Vancouver, so we can oh, actually turn them into twins. <laughs> Doctor Pollock. Doctor Pollock. Doctor Pollock. Give him uh, ginger hair, even. Take some more gingers. Um, all right, T. I think you have one more yeah, run here. here we go. Right, so we're gonna, we're gonna run it here. Oh, look at that. Wow. Look at that. Ooh, how are you? Your San Jose Sharks moves up to the second position. Is that five spots there? Yeah. yeah. Nashville takes the number one spot moving up as well. And Calgary moving up 11 to take the third. Uh, yeah, I was. That that's a hell of a draw right there. I'll hell take that. Draw. I'll hell take that. Draw. That's a lot uh, of movement there. Yeah, it is. Nick, do you want me to run your picks? Um, you know what? I should have been setting us up the whole time, shouldn't I? What am I doing? I All can right. do my. I have my tab open right here. I just need to. All right, we're gonna we're gonna give Nick a second to. Uh, <clears throat> we we got you. Yeah, and and you, you can check this site out after you're done watching yeah. the live stream and run it for yourself. Totally recommend it. It's fun. No, oh, it is yeah. fun. Tankathon.com/slash/NHL. You can do it for the other professional sports leagues, uh, as well. All right. So I sorry, sorry, Nick. Before we before we get going, this is a great comment. Uh, your boy SV says, "If you turn them into twins, we wouldn't know who's Hughes. Oh, Hughes, who's Hughes? That is incredible, Shane. That is Shane. that is comment of the week. Comment sure. of the week. Absolutely. Wow. That's that was a good one. I love it." Uh, <laughs> All right, I Nick. That. <laughs> I don't, I don't now, know. Now we don't even want to hear it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right, producer T, you gonna give him a drum roll right. or what? And there we go. Look at there. 
Vancouver oh, moving up to uh, the second overall and Dallas moving up six spots to third overall. So Buffalo secures the number one overall pick, which they will find a way to fuck up. And <laughs> San Jose gets slotted down to nine. We keep running into number nine yeah, overall, man. The second nine now. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that that might be what happens. I honestly wouldn't be surprised. That sounds about right. Move, you know, a couple yeah. movements and, and you move down to nine. All right. One more, Nick. All right. Let's, let's see a first overall. We Here need we one. Go. Drum roll, please. Drum roll, please. We need to buy an actual drum. Yeah. You know? So San Jose stays stagnant at seventh, which means everyone in front of them is who gets selected. So Anaheim moves up three slots to first overall. Buffalo goes down to second, and Nashville moves up three spots. That's third twice overall. Nashville's been in the top three, too. Well, right, yeah, Nick. they're top six with us, so yeah, in the picks. So, I mean, the, San Jose's fared better, or they're going to have a better chance essentially uh being down at seventh overall i do feel like nashville is going to finish ahead of san jose in the standings yeah so i feel like we're going to be around four five or six i think you're right i think we're going to be in the bottom five and we're taking jesper wallstat let's go all right we need to do one last one this is the fans pick or the fans. this is where we're going to get the first overall baby all right drum roll please and here we go and uh, this is that's depressing. Worst case Ontario. Uh, <laughs> Ottawa moves up one spot to first overall. New Jersey moving up six spots to second overall. Buffalo moving down two spots to third overall. And the San Jose Sharks moving down one spot to number eight. At this point, I'd rather have nine than eight. Yeah, you can have you can have another potential uh, who's 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 uh, uh, who's the who's who's yeah, the who's the old who's who's situation with, uh, with the Devils. There. That's pretty cool that there's two. Two chances that the brothers could be together. that. That is pretty two cool, actually. Brothers, yeah, you know? I didn't even think about two that. brothers. Yeah, <laughs> there's two, two opportunities to play with. With uh, his, is he is he pretty good? I honestly haven't um, really followed yeah, him see, at all. He is good. He I is followed good. the other Hughes brothers way more than him for some reason. But yeah, no, it's you, uh, you know they, he's D as well. Or yeah, yeah he's defense. Yeah. Um, what a family, eh? Before we move on. I just wanted to let you guys know that I watched the first episode of Mike Tyson's Mysteries. Oh yes, on Hulu. And is it not? The I will never get that ever? ten minutes back in my life. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's insane. Like, <laughs> I didn't know what the fuck was happening. That's what I mean. You have to be like some way. No, you have to buy a pa- pack of special gummies yeah. and eat those and watch Adult it. gummies. Adult I'm laying there next to my wife. We're watching it, and I look over at her. I'm like. You got to be really fucking stoned to watch this. <laughs> She's like, yeah, I agree. Yes, 100%. Um, I watched something else recently. And actually, this one, Producer T, you suggested this documentary oh, yes. to me. And what, what was it called again? What was the title? It, it's called Streets of Plenty. Streets of Plenty on Amazon Prime, YouTube. I believe. And, and it's also on YouTube. Nick, uh, you should definitely be looking at watching this. You, you should be looking into this. With um, your wife. As everyone knows, we're based out of Vancouver Island. Nick's yeah. out, out of California. So we had, I guess, a local filmmaker uh, put together a movie about, about the homeless problem in downtown Vancouver. It's a notorious neighborhood, yeah, East Hastings in Vancouver. Um, so he decides, you know what, I'm going to go down and I'm going to live on the streets and I'm going to see what it's really like. Halfway through this documentary, this man is literally, literally close your ears, kids. He's smoking crack and doing heroin. Yeah. In the oh, literally. Oh, this is the guy who wanted to talk about heroin addiction. So he actually tries heroin and then gets addicted to heroin. No. 
I, I think this is a different one. Yeah, honestly, yeah. Apparently, this guy doesn't even get addicted to heroin. No, he so he does all the. I mean, this is a lot of crack talk. I mean, yeah, this so is he, a lot of crack talk. He, he does it though, and then right afterwards, he's like, "Luckily, someone next to me was slaying, so I bought some more." Yeah. And like, you can see this guy just like spiraling out of control uh, uh, downtown Vancouver. Wow. But it, it was something else. So yeah. uh, streets of plenty. It's only about fifty minutes, so it's perfect. Yeah. So make sure make sure you check that out. Uh, I did. I did want to note something to you guys really quick. I did another sim on the uh, draft lottery just okay. for shits and giggles. Third times the charm. San Jose first overall. No. Oh, way. there it's we right go. Doesn't, even count. doesn't count though. Doesn't That's count to me. It counts to me. Okay. <laughs> it counts in my heart. Yeah, it counts to me. <laughs> and Vancouver went up eleven spots to second overall. Damn. So. The pigeon asked if I liked the beer in the comments. There, I don't know if you saw that one, but yeah, the beer is very nice, pigeon. I must admit, much better than the Lucky. Shout out Yellow Dog Brewing. There Here's you go. my tail pale ale. Very, very enjoyable. There you have it. Go pick one up, folks. Do what you guys think was more pivotal for the Penguins in their their runs in like the late 2000s? Was it taking Mark Andre Fleury first overall, or was it acquiring Sidney Crosby? Sidney Crosby. Sidney Crosby. Yeah. All right, but do you think taking a goaltender for the Sharks if they get a top five or a five to ten pick? I don't think they take the goalie. I'd love to see that. I know, but we're so, missing so many other pieces. We don't yeah. have that kind of... Because we drafted I, all I, forwards yeah. last year. Like, literally all forwards. If you look at the amount of 5'10 wingers that the Sharks have throughout the system right now, there's a shit ton of them. Yeah. Like, the biggest problem for us is, like, centermen, true defensive defensemen, and then goaltender, but in no specific order. Well, I really don't expect them to take a goalie if they get top five. Here's the thing uh, with drafting a goaltender. It's going to take a bit of behind the scenes here. Um, drafting a goaltender, like it's going to take at least three, to- <laughs> two to three years. Yeah. <laughs> take three to six years. <laughs> we just had somebody, some random dude. Jump into our stream, and he was losing. It in the <laughs> Sorry, folks. That, you guys should have seen that. Oh man, that was awesome. Was, I, I only, I only oh, say this. Back. <laughs> oh, no. How you doing today, man? What the hell? Okay. Wow, I'm on now. Okay. You are. And there you have it. Uh, <laughs> there was our buddy jumping into the live stream. All right, folks. I think that's gonna that's gonna be it for this show uh, today. Uh, <laughs> let's <laughs> let's give a shout out uh, to our Twitter handles. My God, you can yeah. follow myself at dyl underscore thpn. That's dyl underscore thpn. You can follow the show at Stick Hungry Pod. You can follow the network. <laughs> At HockeyPodNet, uh, Producer T. At Producer underscore T-E-E. And Nick. You can find me at Nick Floor underscore. That's a hell of a way to uh, end, end this live stream. What an ending. Um, what an ending. That was unexpected. Only on the Stick Hungry Podcast. Only on the Stick Hungry Podcast. Uh, thanks, everybody, oh. for tuning in to the live stream, though, and listening to the podcast. Uh, we will be doing a short live stream on Tuesday. Yep. But the bulk of it, the podcast, is going to come out on Thursday. Yeah. So uh, I like that format. I think that's a good format. Nice little, nice yeah. little teaser for the folks. Nice we also got a special guest. 
Yes, we do. Talk about that? I wasn't sure if we were talking about that. Yes. Uh, so not this upcoming Thursday's episode, but the uh, the following week we will have Curtis Gabriel. That's a big one. on the podcast. And I know the fans are gonna love it because yeah. people people on Sharks Twitter go nuts over Curtis Gabriel, and in a good way. So well, I think, he's, he's and it's not you know he's an active Twitter guy. He's, yeah, he's a fun. Seems pretty fun, easy going. Yeah, I think it'll be a great time. I think it'll be it, really good. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> All right. A lot of fun. <laughs> All right, folks. Uh, I think that's enough from us. We will catch you on Thursday.